When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to day. Be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. WKTY weather for western Wisconsin and southeastern Minnesota. Well, it's going to be a pretty nice day today. Mostly sunny skies and a high around 86 once some of these uh, clouds and fog burn off here. We'll have a north wind at around 3 to 5 miles an hour. Partly cloudy tonight. Overnight low down to about 63 with a light and variable wind. Some patchy fog to start out Sunday morning. And again, once that lifts, we'll have another pleasant day. Mostly sunny skies. Get a high right around 86 degrees. Winds from the south at 3 to 6 miles an hour. Sunday night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms during the overnight hours. Mostly cloudy skies with an overnight low near 67. On Monday, looks like we've got a good possibility of some rain. Showers and possibly a thunderstorm. Cloudy skies and a high near 77. East wind at 3 to 8 miles an hour. And chance of rainfall about 70%. New rainfall amounts between a half and three quarters of an inch possible. That uh, possibility of rain and thunderstorms will last through Monday evening and into the early overnight hours into Tuesday. And then uh, we'll, have the, uh, we'll have cloudy skies with a low of 62. North wind around nine miles an hour. During the evening, Monday, a quarter to a half an inch of rain is possible. Except maybe some higher amounts and those thunderstorms if they pop up. For Tuesday, we'll get back to nice weather, partly sunny skies and a high of 77. Winds out of the north at 8 to 15. For Wednesday, sunshine and a high near 80. Very pleasant day in store for us on Thursday, too. Sunshine and a high of 83. Mostly sunny skies on Friday with a high near 81 with about a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Just to throw that in there to... Oh, well, maybe. But anyway, looking at a pretty decent week here in the uh, in the Cooley region. Right now in La Crosse, we've got partly cloudy skies and 69 degrees. It is 8.08 and time for WKTY Outdoors. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And I hope you're having a great morning, shaping up to be just an absolutely beautiful, beautiful weekend on a number of different levels. Weather-wise, it's going to be pretty nice today and tomorrow. Looking at... uh, not looking at any rain, really. That's kind of bypassed us here, which is cool. I, although I know we need it. Um, but it can rain Monday through Friday when when we have to work. So, uh, Or during the hours of 8 to 9 when I'm working. Anyway. But that's just me <laughs> being selfish. I'm sorry. But, yeah, it's... Uh, um, Going to be a, a pretty nice weekend. Lots of sunshine. Mm. Looking forward to uh, to getting out and about, and it's going to be going to be nice. And uh, you know, uh, so the weather is going to be nice. And uh, on the uh, on the plus side as well, the fishing has been phenomenal. Uh, talked to the folks up at uh, up at Fat Cat this morning here in. You're talking, it's like, you know, this month here and, and as we continue to move into August, it's making up for the la- for, for June and July when, when the fishing was just, eh, you know, dealing with all that high water and everything. But now it's, it has, it has come back and it is like gangbusters out there. 
take your pick on species, whatever you want to target, um, you're probably going to do pretty well with. And that's a good thing. No doubt about it here. I'm checking, uh, checking the river stage right now this morning. It's in a beautiful spot. It's sitting at about 5'2 right now. Um, and that is as low as it has been I have seen in ages. I can't remember the last time it was that low. Thought it was going to get that low, and then it, you know, we go back up again. And but yeah, I mean, and and that's just a a great indicator that um, the fishing is going to be really good because at five two, you know, as opposed to seven eight ten whatever, you know, that's just. Less area for the fish to be in, so they got to concentrate more. So they're going to be in in good places. Uh, before I forget here too, and and the the river or the water temperature, I should say, thought it was going to warm up this week a little bit compared to last, and and I'm right. We're we're uh, touching that 80 degree mark here uh, in several places. Uh, Alma 79, Minnesota City 80, uh, 78 in Winona. Trempolo is 80, La Crescent 79, Genoa uh, 80, Lynxville 81. Uh, so that's more of a typical summertime water temperature than uh, uh, than what we've seen here. And, and uh, certainly we're probably looking at some of the, the highest water temperatures here of the, uh, of the summer. So um, that will... Aid fishing as well. That's a good comfort zone for a lot of species. And uh, like I said here, uh, I think I've said this probably now for the last couple of weeks, um, but it is more true now than ever. Uh, if you're going to, the, the Powerhouse Marine Hotspot, um, the report here this morning, uh, if I had to pick a spot to uh, to go, I'd be, I'd be fishing wing dams. I'd be, and, you know, Take your pick. There's there's a lot of them out there, so you don't have to worry about being, you know, crowding somebody or being pressured or anything like that. There's just you know, wing dams, main channel. That's going to be the place you want you, to you'll want to you'll want to check out. Uh, the walleye bite is uh, is doing very very well. Um, in the you know, we're probably getting to the point now where they're they're maybe moving a little bit. They're transitioning. Uh, from shallows, maybe do a little bit deeper water here as we move into the the morning here, but uh, early in the morning, um, and as we approach evening, those fish are going to come into the shallows and start feeding, uh, and feed pretty heavily. So, uh, you know, uh, those are great places to check out. Uh, the other thing too that I, I when I was speaking to the folks up at uh, up at Fat Cat and Trempolo, um, that the uh, Folks are catching a lot of panfish off of wing dams as well, which is a, a great thing to hear. Um, I I love hearing that because that's a, you know, it, it's always kind of a hit and miss proposition, but when, you know, you know when the fishing is really good when they're they're on the wing dams. Um, you know, that's just nice structure for them and, and they can find little places to hang out and that's that's always a good place to just kind of drift over and drift a little slip bobber and uh, you know chunk a night crawler or a little minnow or something you know crappie minnow whatever but uh, the panfish bite is is doing quite well uh, on wing dams as well so you know if you're a pan fisherman like myself that's uh, that's good news. Uh, if you're a walleye fisherman, that's also very good news. Um, but yeah, the, the, and uh, crappie bite up on pool seven, if you want to head a little further north, uh, is, uh, is doing phenomenal. Um, and you got, you know, a ton of places to check out there. If you want to do a little fishing, you know, all sorts of structure and whatnot, uh, to, uh, to try, uh, the bluegills, um, and, and again, these are on some of the wing dams. Um, finding nice size bluegills. And, and I think that might be the case. I, I don't know for sure, but 
you know, in, in certain situations, you know, you're going to find the larger bluegills. They can maybe tolerate what current there is, uh, maybe a little bit better than, uh, some of the smaller ones. So, um, but again, you know, they're all, they're all going to be aggressive to a certain extent, a little more so just, I think again, their, their feed has probably been off a little bit here due to the, the weather, uh, due to the conditions and everything, but, uh, catching some nice bluegills, eight, nine, 10 inch bluegills, uh, and wouldn't turn those down, uh, all day long. Three Lakes area up by Trempolo uh, is is doing very well in terms of panfish as well. But uh, Main Channel is is going to be a place to uh, place to check out again. Uh, they're coming up uh, shallow as well, and uh, you know that's just cool. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Now uh, you know, and and like I said, take your pick on species. If you're a bass fisherman. Uh, there's probably a bunch of you out on the water right now, uh, but both uh, largemouth and smallmouth bite doing great as well. So uh, check that out. Check the you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's some bass hanging out on on you know smallies or whatever hanging out on some of those uh, on some of those wing dams. Uh, they like they like those rocky areas, um, but uh, uh, you know there's. Don't overlook the fact, you know, there's going to be largemouth as well. You got a lot of territory to cover, you know, in terms or that they can hang out in, you know, a lot of you know weedy areas and things like that. You find some nice uh, uh, weeds that uh, that might be holding some bait fish. If you can mark those, boy, um, I'm sure there's going to be some bass around as well. Uh, you know, the other thing too, um, northern will be hanging out in those, those weedy areas as well. You know, if the, uh, if the panfish are up in the shallows and things like that, you know, I think the northerns are probably going to be, uh, working a lot of those same areas as well. So don't be terribly surprised if you, you know, uh, you know, if you're fishing, you know, chucking some bass lures out there that, you know, you don't get a northern chomping on it as well. Um, cause they'll be working the shallows looking for those schools of minnows and smaller bait fish. Uh, so do well with that, that I'd maybe, you know, I'd maybe check out, I'm, I'm thinking the bite up at, uh, up on Lake on Alaska is probably pretty decent for, uh, for Northerns. Uh, if you want to, uh, check out a spot, uh, as well. Uh, now, and lastly here, it, it, they're having a, uh, a, a flathead tournament this weekend up at, uh, a two day flathead tournament up at, uh, up at fat cat and, uh, so far, the and it's just a, it's a catch picture and release uh, tournament. So um, had some decent sizes, that's for sure. The biggest one uh, so far was uh, a forty-five incher. I mean, and that's don't know the weight, but uh, um, you do the math. <laughs> How much does a a forty-five pound or a forty-five inch flathead catfish probably weigh? Yeah. That must have been a, a fun, uh, a fun struggle getting that one into the boat, um, but uh, and a, and a twenty pound uh, channel cat uh, as well was uh, was part of that too. So um, they're they're putting the feed bag on, and that's kind of a nighttime, overnight sort of uh, tournament as well. So um, they're uh, they're doing well up there. So that's. Uh, very good to hear. So, like I said, I you know just overall, um, you know, if I had to pick a uh, powerhouse marine hotspot for this weekend, I'd be uh, I'd be looking at wing dams. You know, uh, those would be the kind of places that that I'd be I'd be targeting on targeting first anyway uh, when it comes to fishing. And like I you know, and the beautiful thing is uh, you know plenty of them out there. And um, if you're a shore fisherman. Uh, I don't think I'm going to give anything terribly much away, uh, saying, you know, you can access those wing dams. Um, you can, you can get out there for, get on them from, get at them from shore, I should say. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, there's that one down by Isle of Plume. I know I've had, I've had some success there. Uh, and every once in a while I'll see somebody, somebody fishing that, um, 
but yeah, you can just, and again, it's very simple, uh, you know, just cast up above it and, and let your, uh, you know, if you're looking for panfish, yeah, you know, just, uh, toss it up, uh, upstream of the, uh, of the wing dam and let it, uh, drift on down past it and. I think you'll uh, you'll do well. A lot of times those panfish will be just hanging out right on the the tops of those wing dams, and you will uh, you will have a great bite. And again, they're not they're not going to be that deep, you know. I mean, there isn't you know how much room there's going to be between the top of the wing dam and um, the top of the water. So you know it, but you'll have to figure that out. It you know that'll vary a little there, but you can certainly, and, and, you know, you certainly can now they're much easier to pick out, uh, when the river stage is at five feet. So that's, uh, that's always a good thing. So two thumbs up for, uh, for fishing this weekend. It's going to be beautiful. And I hope you get a chance to get out there and, and, and try it and, uh, and do well. And, if you want to try a little trout fishing, that's uh, that's doing well too. So, looking at the uh, uh, report here from the Driftless this morning here too, um, fishing is is good. Kind of we're at like it, you know, I call it the bookends of the day. You know, the beginning of the day and the end of the day. Um, but right now, uh, again, if you're you're going to head out and do some trout fishing, um, you're looking at, at beetle and ant patterns and hoppers. Um, fishing, uh, let's see here. It says subsurface fishing has been good, but be patient as it seems to have to hit the fish on the nose to get them to eat right now. So I think the water temperatures are maybe a little bit warm for, uh, for trout, but it is summertime and it's, that's what's going to happen. So, um, just make sure that, uh, you know, you're not fishing a, a warm, a real warm stretch of the the stream here and I always you know once the water temperature gets over 65 on some of those streams or on streams anyway uh trout streams uh the fishing does slow down that that that's a little too warm for them um so keep that in mind too when you're uh when you're out you know make sure you got a thermo- stream thermometer with you as well so but that's all cleared up now the streams have cleared up from uh the rains the other night here, so uh, it's uh, it's been pretty good. So we'll not throw another thumbs up for for trout fishing as well. So all in all, uh, looking at some beautiful beautiful weather, beautiful fishing. Um, wow! Just get out there and enjoy it. Okay, I uh, got to take a break and come back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors. Here on WKTY, 96.7 FM and 5.80 AM. As a fisherman, you want your bait to be the best of the best. You know, sit back and enjoy the exhilaration as your bait does the work. Welcome to Fat Cat Bait and Tackle in Trebolo, where the bait is frisky, very frisky, like jolting, jerking, juddering, jumping, right out of the bucket frisky. Live bait in shiners, rosy reds, spikes, willows, suckers, waxies, and beaver tail. And with all things fishing, it's your sunny summer fishing land. Fat Cat Bait and Tackle in downtown Trebolo. Live bait guaranteed to catch fish or die trying. Fatcatbait.com. When you see a house in your neighborhood with a for sale sign in the yard, out of curiosity, you look it up. You want to see what they're asking, what they're going for. Your neighbor's house could be one price, the house a few streets down another. So where does your house fall in line? Let Tony Ryerson of Coldwell Banker River Valley show you with a compared market analysis. It's a snapshot of homes in your neighborhood and those similar to what you have. Find out now if it's the right time to sell. Make the smart investment. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. Jeff in San Antonio. He got one when he started crying over how much I meant to him. But then he got schmackied when he called a few or called back to actually run smack. 
a few weeks later. You know, he got in on the strength of the emotion of the phone call, but then was feeling himself, got cocky, and tried to come with an actual take. I carry the smack hammer heavy, and I'm coming for all the legends. Vic and no call, his little heroin addiction that he tries to play off with calls to your show, done. So, war me, war me winning the smack off next year, and war Rome as always. I'm out. As much as this hurts me to do it, it's going to hurt you even more. You're not invited to the smack off any longer. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM 5:80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you every week by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Catfishing's doing well. Fishing in general's doing well. Let's get out there and enjoy it. Can't wait. Hey, taking a look, uh, and if you're going to head out, make sure you take the radio along as well because uh, we've got plenty of action for you here as well this weekend. Uh, we have got uh, Milwaukee Brewers and the Cards. That will uh, that will get underway about uh, 640 this evening, or I should say 540, pardon me. Uh, game is uh, set for 615 this evening as they, uh, they take on the St. Louis Cardinals uh, down at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. And... Uh, Hopefully, uh, bounce back here. Uh, need to put a nice long win streak together here. And we've got uh, some football action for you as well on our uh, sister station, KQ98. Um, what is it, the Minnesota Vikings? Is that a football? Oh, yeah, Minnesota Vikings taking on the Jaguars. And that is uh, starting again at 11 o'clock on our sister station, KQ98. I'm just kidding, Mike. And then uh, we've got some NASCAR racing at 5.30 on our sister station, uh, 1410 WIZM AM as well. And then uh, tomorrow, Brewers and Cards back in action uh, starting at 12.40 here on WKTY. So a little baseball, a little football, you know, thank goodness we're finally back into the the fall sports season here where there's lots of good stuff going on. Some good football games last night. High school, good stuff. That's uh Tis to see it's good it's like okay, I know it's fall, football has started. So and and that also tells me that fall is here and the fishing is going to be really really good. And, you know, knock on wood that this, the conditions will stay stable uh, for the next couple of months. And, I, you know, I think we're in a, a really good spot here for uh, for some tremendous fall fishing. You know, I don't know. Uh, it, it, you know it just You can just kind of tell, you know. But now it's you know we're going to start to see a little maybe a little cooler evenings and you know ah, but it'll be nice but I uh, you know I'll and I'll take the cooler weather a little cooler weather sometimes today you know this week yeah mid to upper eighties yeah but you know we're gonna we're not that we're not that far off and uh, as I've said before uh, on the program. Fall fishing is is great. I mean, it's a great opportunity to catch some of the biggest fish of the years, uh, fish of the year, I should say. Um, and as I mentioned uh, during the the Powerhouse Marine Hotspot report, there, uh, the panfish, they're ringing the bell today. And uh, you know, one of the keys to hunting down bluegills and crappies uh, this year, uh, this time of year, anyway. 
and as we move into fall, is patience. Um, this is a time of year when you need to be willing to move. Fortunately, there's a lot of places that, you know, uh, a lot of great places to, to check out and lots of potential spots to, uh, to move to. So it's not like, you know, you're, you know, you're short on, on places to try anyway. So, but yeah, you know, you may have to, to move frequently, especially if you're looking for some, you know, some of the larger ones there. Uh, like I said, some of the bluegills, you know, eight, nine, 10 inch bluegills, uh, and I'm sure some nice crappies, uh, uh, as well, but, uh, um, you know, some of the larger ones, they are going to be moving around a little bit here and, um, you know, we're, like I said, we're transitioning into fall. If, you know, a spot isn't producing, uh, move, you know, if your presentation or tactics don't give you some good numbers, improvise and try again, you know, the fish are going to be there. Um, and I'll suggest some likely places to try, uh, if you're not, uh, able to get to wing dams, but, um, and fish those, but you know, weedy areas are going to be good places to, uh, to check out as well. Um, someplace like a, you know, maybe a lake on Alaska where there's, you know, lots of big weed beds and, and, you know, those little holes in the weed beds. Um, but something I hadn't thought of before too, uh, that, that I read not that long ago, it suggests that diversity plays a big factor in finding numbers of fish. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But uh, um, diversity in the types of weeds, you know, coontail, milfoil, whatever, uh, the more varieties of weeds find means that, you know, you're going to find maybe a little bit more varied type of, of bugs, you know, maybe freshwater shrimp, larva, and other food sources that uh, uh, the minnows focus on, which in turn are, you know, eaten by the larger panfish and so on and so forth. You know, so if you've got a large area to cover, Maybe try, if anything, try throwing out some of those little tiny crankbaits or small spinners, uh, such as a beetle spin to help locate the fish if you're not getting immediate bites. Pardon me, I got a <clears throat> tickle in my throat here. Mm, man. Um, casting and retrieving over you know, weed beds as, as well as like maybe trolling those lures uh, can help pull up some fish from the cover um, you know, fish that are looking for a meal, fish that are hungry. And I'm not talking, you know, uh, and I'm not talking deep trolling either. You know, th- this is more of a, a shallow water pattern, which is prime for where the fish are going to be hanging out. Uh, and once of course you find them, then you can, you know, stop, drop your anchor, uh, and then maybe switch over to a jig and plastic, uh, plastic, eh, easier said than spoken, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, then you can help better pick them off and, and, and be a little more precise there, you know, to, uh, uh, to that particular area, whether, you know, it's along the edge of a weed bed, um, you know, just a horizontal presentation, just dropping it into open pockets, uh, in the weeds for, uh, a vertical presentation too. Um, but again, you know, it doesn't have to be anything really, really fancy, uh, just a nice, and maybe, you know, you want a little longer rod, uh, if you're going to be kind of dropping into those holes and things like, uh, things like that, uh, and not, not spooking the fish, um, you know, seven, seven and a half footer or something, something you can get a little reach with. Um, but you know, again, you know, you're stringing up with, you know, four pound test, uh, a little small jig. Uh, anything from maybe an eighth of an ounce to, uh, you know, on down. Um, I like the 16th ounce little chartreuse marabou jigs. Um, you get that pulsing action sometimes with the, you know, the, the marabou and everything. That just usually always draws strikes for me, um, regardless of the size of fish, whether it's a three-incher or a four-incher or, uh, or Something a little larger, you know, that's just the way it goes. Um, but yeah, it just, you know, it's a nice little natural minnow or shad imitator and different colors and things like that. So, uh, other thing too, to try, uh, small little twister tails, uh, tube jigs would be good too. Um, just 
cast it out a short distance with a nice little slow, steady retrieve, a uh, good way to start. And I can tell you colors, uh, I, I, you know, the chartreuse, <laughs> I, I always had decent luck with that. And, uh, there's a color, but beyond that, you know, fish seem to change from day to day on that, as we all well know. Um, so just, you know, be prepared with a different, with, with a variety of different colors of plastics and jig heads that, uh, the fish, like I said, seem destined to sort of change their minds on, a, on what to bite on on a daily basis. So, so don't be surprised if, you know, a little twister tail works one day and the next day it's got to be a jig and a minnow. And, you know, it's just, who knows? And then the cool, you know, the cool thing is, is, you know, crappie minnows not only seem to catch crappie, but some of those big bull bluegills. Some of those nice eight, nine, ten inchers that I was talking about earlier here that uh, that seem to be in the neighborhood as we uh, uh, transition into fall uh, as well. Um, you know, if the weeds aren't working as well, find some timber. Uh, no shortage of that as well. Uh, always, always going to be fish hanging out in down trees or stumps that inhabit the river. Um, don't get too caught up spending, you know, a lot of time working on a, on one tree. Um, you know, if you drop the lure down and, and don't get any bites, you know, move on. Uh, if you get some nibbles and whatnot, yeah, there might be fish there, but, um, and if you can pull one in, you know, if it's a small one, chances are there's going to be some small ones in there, uh, and maybe find another place to, uh, to move on to, um, Besides that, you know, the keys here are just to, you know, keep that lure in the face of the fish and, and keep it tight to cover. Um, crappies won't move down to hit what they see, so, you know, you've either got to keep it just above them or, better yet, uh, right at eye level. Uh, it drives them nuts. So they, they hit it. You know, they get that little, you know, get the, the, the little, like I said, the marabou or something like that or the little twister tail making that motion and, yeah. They'll, they'll hit it. They might be within, uh, um, and, and where they hit it too, I should say, uh, is dependent on the weather. You know, they might be within a foot or two of the surface on a cloudy day or much or relatively deeper, I should say, or down further in the water column on a, a blue sky, plenty of sunshine kind of day, uh, which is probably what we're going to see here is they're, they're not going to, they'll be, sh- they can be shallow, but it, again, it's kind of relative here. Um, they'll be be further down. They won't be fishing close to the surface or cruising close to the surface. I should say that's a better way to put it, but, um, regardless of depth, uh, keeping that lure tight to the, the timber can make a difference. You know, if you bang it once in a while off the brush, uh, stump, whatever your, whatever type of timber you're fishing there, um, it'll help just, you know, it'll create the noise kind of like dropping a, a jig and minnow, uh, down on the bottom and, and kind of just kicking up a little debris, something that the fish can see and key in on. Um, but in, in some cases, you know, to that, you know, the visual thing works, but in a lot of cases, you know, banging it off brush, banging it off timber, making that noise, um, especially if the water is stained, that can help again, key in the fish on, uh, on where your lure is at. So, and one of the key types of, uh, timber that is a good place to focus on, um, is found kind of around a bend in a stream or a river. Uh, this type of area tends to, to concentrate fish looking for food. It's structure, you know, they've got a place to hide. They're out of the current and, you know, uh, whether it's inside or outside the bend, um, you know, depending on what, you know, you, you want to use. You know, you can try working some of those little small crankbaits uh, or spinners around the edges. And then, uh, um, you know, if you're finding some success in there, um, you know, finding fish in there, uh, then you can switch over to, uh, again, more of a vertical presentation to uh, uh, help you get into those little pockets where fish always, (laughs) 
<laughs> from my experience, yeah, you know, they always seem to be uh, always seem to be hiding. You know, especially the bigger ones. They're not dumb in that respect. In some ways, yeah, they are, but in others, yeah, <laughs> they're they're very smart in in terms of their cover uh, in places. But yeah, with that more vertical, obviously, with that more vertical presentation, you can just kind of drop the line in there and and do much better. I think if you're going to do that, you know, I I, I said earlier, I'm going to kind of change my mind a little bit here too. If you're going to do that. You might want a little bit heavier line if you're going to be especially working around timber. Um, something that, uh, I don't know, I'd maybe bump it up to six or eight. You don't want anything too terribly heavy, but you want something that's going to be a little more um, abrasion resistant, perhaps, to uh, uh, pull some of those fish out of there. If you know, And again, they have a great tendency to <laughs> wrap them wrap themselves around timber, uh, brushes, branches, whatever, uh, you know, so I mean, might need a little something a little heavier to help all those fish out of there. So another thing to, uh, to keep in mind, but again, you know, you just, you got a ton of places to, uh, to check out and, um, I'll just finish this off by saying, you know, uh, great. If you got a boat, um, especially for some of those places, uh, you know, you want to fish some of the outside bends, you know, and, you know, you can get at them maybe a little easier from the boat, uh, from a little bit different angle. But again, the shore fisherman, uh, is on a, uh, a good level as well. You know, you certainly can, uh, work your way around some of that timber and everything, you know, but again, the guys with the boat, uh, are going to have the advantage, you know, you can kind of re you know use your electronics and and can kind of troll through there and, and drift through those areas um same with the weeds for that matter as well uh you know you can just kind of maybe see some of those little pockets and see where maybe some of the fish are hiding out and check out the depth and things like that uh, give you a better idea of uh before you uh before you even drop a line in there if it's if it's going to be worthwhile trying to to even fish so there is that to consider as well. Uh, and now what I need to consider is a short break. And I will be back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors. It's coming up on 844. And we've got partly cloudy skies, 70 degrees in La Crosse. going to be a pleasant day. So hopefully we can all get out and do a little fishing later, later on. Back in just a moment on WKTY. heard the stories of the hot spots where the fish are biting and you're thinking man can my old boat and motor get me there here's a solution for that a new bennington pontoon that's powered by a new mercury motor available at powerhouse marine not only will this provide you with the way to get you and your fishing buddies to the hot spot but you could also enjoy the day on the river with your family do some great sightseeing or if you're a fishing boat kind of guy how about a new low fishing boat with a mercury outboard motor a new low boat is great not only for fishing but also for pulling water skiers. Nobody knows boats and pontoons in the area like the guys at Powerhouse Marine. Plus, to help you find your own hot spots, check with different hummingbird fish finders also available. Maybe you just need a new trolling motor. Powerhouse Marine has a great selection of new Minn Kota trolling motors. So whether you're looking for a new pontoon like a Bennington or a new low fishing skiing boat, check with Powerhouse Marine and get to your hot spot today. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. If you've won the event already, you get an automatic exemption. Otherwise, you need an invite. There's some people that are invited that haven't won that don't need a golden ticket. They know who they are, except for that golden ticket list. Let me very quickly recap. Danica in Jacksonville, she has a ticket. She ripped one for her tenderoni call back in August of 2017. Now, I'm out of money for season tickets. The only thing I can do is go to the games, get drunk, find a little tenderoni, and take him home for the night and ruin him. I'm out. That call was so different. That call was so great. That call was so awesome. Shortly after last year's smack-off, I put her in this year's smack-off. She locked that down. 
in August of 2017. It goes to show, if it's the right call, it doesn't matter when it comes in, you can get a golden ticket. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show, weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM 580 AM WKTY Outdoors. Thanks for joining me this morning. I'm Kevin Millard. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for joining me on the show this morning. And I want to mention too that WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And uh, before we uh, move on to some news here today. Hey, I just want to uh, put a reminder out there as well that, um, you know, if your outdoor, if your outdoor organization or group, uh, is having any kind of a fundraiser, uh, or public event, uh, please feel free to let me know. Uh, I'm very happy to promote, uh, outdoor activities for local organizations. It's, uh, um, I think part of, my responsibility here to uh, uh, to help get the word out and spread the word, if you will, on uh, uh, things to do outdoors. And, and I mean, we've got so many great organizations and groups here: uh, you know, hunting, fishing, uh, you know, uh, all sorts of organizations that uh, that promote outdoor activities. And uh, I, you know, that's what uh, the radio waves here are. Uh, that's that's part of our responsibility. Part of my responsibility is to uh, to help put that uh, put those events out there, uh, such as uh, this one. As a matter of fact, uh, the Coon Valley Conservation Club, uh, which does some some great work, works with uh, a lot of youth. Uh, they you know, raise trout. I mean, they do a, a lot of different things. Uh, but they are having uh, again one of their larger fundraisers uh, of the year. Um, they are. Uh, Having a chicken queue and open house tomorrow, uh, August the nineteenth. Uh, it's going to be at the uh, at the club at ten zero zero five Knutson Lane, uh, just outside of Coon Valley. If you're coming from the Lacrosse area, it's uh, you turn on one sixty two, uh, right at the bottom of a uh, bottom of ten mile hill. There, uh, you don't go into Coon Valley. You turn before Coon Valley, and uh, just follow the. It's about a oh gosh maybe. A mile or so, give or take, um, down the road. But yeah, you'll you'll, you'll see the sign if, if you head down 162, and uh, you'll see the sign there for the uh, the Coon Valley Conservation Club. But yeah, they're having a, a chicken queue at open house. Uh, they just boy, you know what? Last year, uh, the chicken queue uh, kind of in the middle of a remodel at that point. Now they're done. The uh, uh, the clubhouse man, that looks uh, absolutely beautiful. It is uh, just a wonderful looking place. I mean, they, the folks that put that all together and uh, the volunteers that helped did a great job uh, remodeling that. But uh, yeah, come on down for the uh, uh, grilled chicken and uh, all the fixings. It's uh, uh, gonna be uh, gonna be tasty. It's really pretty good. And then you know, take a look around. You know, walk around a little bit the uh, uh, the grounds and check everything out. Uh, serving begins at 11 o'clock and will go until it's uh, all gone. And uh, last year, like, I, you know, it was there last year, and, man, it was uh, it was steady busy. It was good. But uh, lots of activities going on uh, there as well. You can take a tour of the, uh, the grounds. Uh, there's also going to be a horseshoe tournament starting at 1 o'clock and a, uh, kids fishing in the pond. Uh, kids 12 and under, bring your own rod and bait and try to catch some of the fish that are there. Uh, but yeah, nice, uh, very nice location. So stop on down. It's, uh, again, starting at 11 o'clock tomorrow, uh, down at the Coon Valley Conservation Club, 10005 Knutson Lane, uh, just off of 162 on, uh, just outside of Coon Valley. And yeah, it, you, and, and when you get off into Knutson Road or whatever, it'll, it you kind of it's kind of a little windy road, but uh, 
eventually you'll you'll work your way back. Just keep going on it, and eventually you will uh, you will end at the the parking lot for the uh, the club there. So check that out and go have yourself a good time and get some good chicken as well. So I'm sure they're getting things prepared today, and boy, is it going to smell good tomorrow. Isn't that like one of the great, you know, out there's, there's, I have a list of like small of smells that are, are, it it sounds weird, but just good smells and like charcoal chicken, grilled chicken, that smell like from chicken cues and things like that is just, that's, that's, that's like, okay, that's a, that puts me in a good mood. Also puts me in a hungry mood, but that's another thing. Uh, but yeah, it's. Pretty cool. Uh, good smell. Hey, changing uh, changing gears just a little bit. Some other fishing news here too. Uh, that uh, the Minnesota DNR has recognized uh, Charles Perry from Winona uh, as the uh, DNR Firearm Safety Instructor of the Year uh, for uh, 2017. The uh, he is the uh, DNR Firearm Safety Volunteer Instructor of the Year. He's been a longtime advocate for firearm safety and outdoors education. Uh, and has been a certified instructor with the DNRs, uh, the DNR, I should say, uh, for well, that's fifteen plus years or so. He is the uh, president of the Lewiston Sportsman's Club, and spends a lot of time uh, encouraging youth involvement in the outdoors. So, congratulations uh, to him as well. Um, but uh, he teaches uh, both traditional and online firearm safety courses. Uh, he leads a Kids in the Outdoors program, assists with two high school trap shooting teams, uh, organizes and teaches a program aimed at introducing archery and outdoor safety to kids, and has provided individual firearm safety days for youth who weren't able to attend group classes. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. That's a dedicated individual. So congratulations to uh, to Charles there. It's uh, a well deserved a well deserved honor. That's. Uh, that's very cool, and always good to see people like that and uh, encouraging. And it's one of the things that I think of as well: encouraging youth to, regardless of whatever activity it is outdoors, whether it's you know archery or shooting, uh, trap shooting is really starting to take off, uh, fishing, of course, um, any kind of outdoor activity. Uh, that you can encourage youth to do these days is uh, that uh, you uh, you get a gold star for that and then some. So that's uh, that's very cool. So uh, congratulations again to Charles Perry. Very cool. Got to take a break here, and then I'll be back to wrap up WKTY Outdoors for this Saturday. So stay tuned. More is coming up in just a couple of moments on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. As a kid, you loved going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It meant limitless exploring outside, running through the fields, playing in the barn, or a hike through the woods. They had the land. You roamed free. Get that freedom again. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or timber, whatever you're looking for, Tony can find it. Make the smart investment. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Your inner kid thanks you. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. KTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. 
believe. But it'll be a little warm today. Mid-80s for a high. Sunshine. Actually, uh, for Saturday and Sunday. So it'll um, be pretty much a carbon. And we'll get that fog in the morning there. And it'll, uh, once that burns off, we'll see lots of blue skies and sunshine. Saw some fog last night. Went over to the, uh, the Houston County Fair and spent some time there. A little foggy on the way over and. After all that rain and certainly foggy on the drive back from Caledonia, and that was fun. Had a good time. Check it out if you get the chance. If you're looking for something fun to do uh, this weekend, some uh, other fishing news here. Let's see here. Uh, new for 2018, one fall harvest or one fall turkey harvest authorization is issued to each person. Uh, purchasing a fall turkey license or conservation patron license instead of issued being uh, instead of being issued through a drawing, I should say here, and this is from the DNR website, by the way. Uh, hunters can choose which zone for their harvest authorization will be valid at the time of purchase. Uh, bonus fall harv or bonus man, I cannot read here. Uh, bonus fall turkey harvest authorizations can be purchased in addition to the fall turkey harvest authorization uh, included with a license purchase. The uh, the bonus harvest authorization sale begins uh, in uh, about an hour or so from now. Uh, and availability is as follows in Zone 1, 5,000, Zone 2, 1,000, Zone 3, another 5,000, and Zone 4, 2,000, and Zones 5, 6, and 7, uh, none. So um, bonus harvest authorizations are sold on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, they can be Purchased at a rate of one per day until the zone sells out or the season ends. Uh, cost is $10 for residents, $15 for non-residents, and $5 for hunters twelve uh, under 12 years old, I should say. Uh, an annual turkey stamp authorization is required to hunt turkeys. So the uh, fall turkey season for zones 1 through 5 is September 15th uh, through January 6th. And for Zone 6 and 7, the season runs from September 15th to November 16th. So, And the availability for bonus harvest authorizations are determined by a variety of factors, including hunting pressure, customer demand, uh, habitat availability, uh, turkey population densities, and turkey distribution in each zone. So if you're of a mind to do a little more turkey hunting, yeah, go for it. Got that. It'd be a nice day to actually. It'd be a nice day to walk out in the woods, check things out, maybe do a little foraging or something. Yeah, could be fun. Take the fishing gear along and find a stream, perhaps. Yeah, that works. Definitely works. So, hopefully, you'll get a chance to get out there and enjoy some great fishing uh, this weekend. Beautiful weather for it, uh, and uh, the best news is is that the uh, the fish are biting. You know. Success will, uh, success will come, but you got to get out there and drop the line in the water. And you got to take the kids along too and show them how to do it. Because I tell you what, you know, when I was a kid catching a fish, man, that was a big deal. That was pretty cool. And I'm sure it's pretty much the same these days as well. Some things don't change. Water may go up and down, but kid enjoying a, catching a fish regardless of size hey that's uh, that's going to be timeless no matter no matter what hey got to wrap things up for this saturday thank you again for joining me this morning on wkty outdoors i'll see you next saturday with another show for you so until then have a tremendous weekend we'll see you next saturday your station for sports get up get out of here go wkty lacrosse 96.7 fm